Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Bears foundational pieces on the offensive line that you would keep and you would build around. Tevin 312-332-3776. Okay. Tevin Jenkins, Tevin you would. Tevin Jenkins, right guard. Yep. Gotcha. Braxton Jones, right tackle. P- moving him over to right tackle. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. Cody Whitehair? Nope. It looks like more and more like he is going to not be a bear. Uh, Lucas Patrick? Nope. Not even for for training purposes? The one great thing Lucas Patrick does is go backward fast. And that's a problem as an offensive lineman. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, backwards fast. It's not a good skill to have as an offensive lineman. Mm. That's the two guys. You asked me who I want to keep. Oh, that's it. I want to keep Larry two guys. Larry Borum? No. 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 Larry Borum made Riley Reif an absolute necessity at right tackle. That's no, right. yeah, no, yeah. no. Uh, Jatiri Carter. No, he's uh, they just drafted him. No, I said no. Doug Kramer. Nope. Wait, the center that got from Illinois got hurt before nope. the season started. I, don't want any, I got two offensive linemen that I want. I we, want Tevin. Who's Jenkins, your center of the future? And I want Braxton Jones. Jones, oh, center of the future. He's, he's probably on a the college roster, roster somewhere. Wow. Yeah. He's probably in the draft this year. Wow. Man, this offensive line was unimpressive. People want to say, well, you know, no, it's you, tr- you're right. you ran this, you ran that, you ran this. Four of those big runs once you broke through the offensive line by uh, by by uh, Justin Fields probably yeah. added uh, seven-tenths of a yard to your rushing total during the whole year. I mean, it's, you got to understand where that oh number one rushing stuff came from. Yeah, it came from a quarterback that was exceptional. It didn't uh, exceptional in the running game. It didn't come from the fact that the offensive line could block. So, I did they block well at times? Was running block a run the run blocking uh, maybe one of their strengths? When you have no strengths, you go to what they do best, and yeah, what they did best was run blocking. Okay, I'll give it to them. But it wasn't tremendous. It didn't blow you out of the water. You didn't say, my, what a juggernaut of an offensive line. How do we keep all these guys? No, because what they did in the passing was horrific. So two guys, that's it. So Now, they're going to keep more, and they'll probably keep the younger players because you want to invest in younger players. Right. But for me, no. Mustafa, no. No. Go on. I've seen enough. I understand who you are what kind of a player you are. Goodbye. So, which is your your whole theory with the running backs? So, when they say that David Montgomery, as the one guy, has him listed as the most overrated running back available in free agency, Khalil Herbert would be your starting running back. Yeah, oh, absolutely, Khalil Herbert, and then I draft he the guy who cannot block for his seventh year. Listen, you got to learn how to block. Yeah, my preference would be that he knew how to block, and he'd be able to pick up a linebacker. But I'm not keeping a guy just because he can block. Herbert's well, they, running they a, kept EQ St. Brown. Look at, oh, I know. Trust me. I mean, when, right? they, when they made that signing, I just, right? I, I laughed. It's because he could block. All right. He's so, a wide receiver that is willing to block for Justin Fields. All right. So Herbert's running uh, last year average. His average per rush. What do you think it was? 
Herbert was 4.1. Khalil Herbert is two years with the Bears. His average per rush, uh, 5.7 last year. Whoa, 5.7 last 5. year? 5.7 yards per attempt. I knew it was six at attempt. one point, but I thought it came down. 4.2 in 2021. It was 5.7. He had 129 rushes for 731 yards, 5.7. Well, I know that Montgomery's was not good. Well, it was 4.0 for his career. Yeah. Okay? So he's a yard at, uh, better every time he touches the ball. He can't block. That's what you're telling me. He can't block. With I've Herbert. seen him not being able to block with Herbert. Yeah. Um, I'm, he's, Montgomery is not extraordinary by any stretch of the imagination. He's reliable, though. Uh, but reliable. I mean... You pay a guy to be reliable? My toothpaste is reliable, Okay. My toilet paper is reliable. That's what's reliable. I know when I pull, pull four sheets of toilet paper off, it's going to do its job. Okay, I don't sit there and compliment it and tell me Wait what a, a wonderful job it does. Wait a minute. Go back. Four sheets. You only use four sheets? At a time. Yeah, four sheets at a time. Anymore, you're going to clog the bathroom. Don't go clogging your bathroom. Four sheets. You better be it's washing your ply. hands afterwards. It's double ply. <laughs> I shower every time I, t- I go to the- when I take a, a bidet? when I when I drop a deuce I just go straight okay. to the shower. <laughs> oh my god! All right, now you know. Okay. So it's uh, uh, two hundred thirty-two for eleven sixty-four five point zero. I've looked up David Montgomery earlier today. David Montgomery in his career in his career one thousand yard season, barely a thousand yards in twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Rushing average three seven four three. Three eight four zero. Yeah, doesn't blow you out of the water, no, does it? It doesn't. No. no, it doesn't. Let's go out to Indy. Steve's been patient enough, uh, waiting to get on to talk with us. Hello, Steve. Welcome into Carmen and Yurko. Hey, Peggy. What's going on? How are you? Got a, oh, I'm doing great. Um, I got. I got to give you a compliment because my wife and I listen to you every Saturday. You and Dion. <laughs> She loves you guys, and she's not a football person. So this is this is really cool that I get to listen to some Chicago talk. But anyway, amen, Yurko, on the OM. Uh, you hit it right on the head. The only thing that I could say more is they may have to keep Leatherwood for a backup guard. He can't play tackle. Yeah. But the reason I called. I forgot about Alex Leatherwood. Well, because Everyone he's forgettable. Did. Because he's forgettable. I mean, look at yeah, that. He was very, a, oh, wow. They should have named him Turnstile. But oh, yeah. anyway, yeah, but anyway, um, in the draft, I, I, I say we stay away from Seattle on trade because Seattle is going to be decent next year. And whoever we do this with, we're going to get a number one pick for next year as well. I want to, I want to trade with a team that's going to stink next year. I got you. Starting with Houston. I want their number one next year because I want Marvin Harrison Jr. I've watched enough of this dude that he is going to be the real deal. And that's the only shot we're going to have to get at him. Plus, if Justin Fields happens to stink next year, we'll have two high number one picks to move up to number one again and get the quarterback that we need for the future, that kid from USC. So that's kind of my take on this. Happy Football Friday. And Yurko, you're the only dude that I could know that could turn a shower into a bidet. So that's it. <laughs> that's you. phenomenal. You're welcome. Love you. I'm here. Thank you, Steve. Thank Steve you, in Steve. Indy. Thank you very kindly. <laughs> uh, so let's get back. He does want to go with Seattle because Seattle's going to be a little bit better. And if you get their number one next year, it's not going to be as good. It'll probably be, if they make the playoffs, it'll be up in like the 19th, 20th position. 
Is that his argument? 20th yes. position is what it would yes. be. So he wants someone 14 higher up. guys, 14 teams make the playoffs yeah. now, right? It's seven. So you go from 32 all the way down to 19. I believe those are the 14 positions that you get there. So you want somebody like the Indianapolis Colts, maybe, who aren't necessarily on the come, uh, who look like they were a team of that was going to make some noise and has found a way to disappoint every single year. It's an important offseason for Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard. All right, I, I got no problem with that because I think a young quarterback's not ready to win. If I'm Indy, they don't listen to me, but if I'm Indy, I draft a young quarterback, I'll trade up with the Bears, and I sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And I tell Garoppolo, you're going to be my starter for two years, and that's what I'm going to give you money for, to be my starter for two years. I said, but we're going to develop this kid also, but you've got to know that. And this may not be something that you want to look at, but I think I'd, I'd pick Garoppolo up for Indianapolis and draft a young kid, go up there high and, and, and get whoever they think is going to be their guy, whether it's Anthony Richardson or whether they believe it's Bryce Young, and develop him and let Garoppolo be the starter there. And if Bryce Young is ready, then you make him the starter in year two. Well, you know who's talking about Jimmy G? The Texans. Well, they need a stopgap, it the looks same, like. They're yeah, going to need reason. the same thing. If they I was need Miami, a veteran that's going to be able to plug yeah. in there until the, the rookie is ready. If I was Miami, I'd go get Jimmy G. Because Tua's not going to survive. You don't believe that uh, Tom Brady's coming back? No. You think Tom Brady's coming back and going to Miami? To Miami. Is that what you believe? The newspapers in, oh, in, in Florida are what? all over it. And Pope? That Tommy. And Pope is still down there yeah. talking about who they're going to acquire? Yeah. That Tommy Brady is going to come out of retirement and play for the Dolphins. Well, I, if that's what they believe, he, he sent his paperwork in. Didn't he buy his daughter a, a cat? A, a kitten. Didn't he buy her a kitten? Oh, Didn't he, he, he can't have kitten? that kitten trained in the next uh, two months? <laughs> oh, no. Do you even train kittens? No. They you, just I, go to the. I, I know you take your box. dog in to get trained, right? Right. You take your dog in, you get it trained, you get a heel, don't bite people. Though, you know, yeah. Whole so he's well mannered. Yeah. Yeah. You don't train cats. I know. Yeah. Cats just sit there and they run around. They stand. And they, 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 if you have a baby, they suck the breath out of your baby. Is that what they do? What? You never heard that? What? Yeah. <laughs> what are oh, you talking about? Tale. That's why cats. you're not supposed to have cats around uh, newborns? Around newborns because they'll suck the breath out of what? them. What? Yeah. Are you? You know who said that? Paulie Walnuts in The Sopranos. Okay. okay. When they, remember when they had So the it must cat? be true. Yeah. He said that's an old Italian doohickey. You can't have cats around babies. And you, you watch it. Watch that scene where the cat's over there, and, and he wants to get rid of it, and Tony Soprano doesn't want to get rid of it. He says, I like the little guy. Keep him here. Paulie Walnuts is going crazy. I'm telling you. Cats, no good. Not a cat person. Sorry. I've had dogs. Not a cat person. Wow. We had a cat growing Somebody up, but cat. I don't remember that. And I had nine brothers and sisters. Somebody got a cat non-starter. It's over. Doesn't really? even begin. Is it worse a cat agree, woman? Agree with you. You're though. a cat woman or a boom, guy done. that's a cat guy. And oh, worse. cat guys are the worst. Cat worse. guys are awful. And to be fair, to for your to Yurko's point, when we were going through all of our uh, appointments before we had our baby a few months ago, like leading up to that, that every question we got like about pets was, "Do you have a dog or dog or cat?" And every time we said dog, they're like, "Okay, fine." I was like, "What if I would have said cat?" They're like, "Well, we have a different conversation." About really? That, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. If you have a cat and you and you've had it around a newborn, please call us and tell us. No, I've never I, heard of this. Hold on, though. I think I remember with the kids. The cat's got something 
Do they carry something? They carry something that um, for a pregnant woman, because when when uh, when Carmen and uh, his missus were having uh, the baby, she's a cat person. She had cats. And Toxoplasmosis. There yeah, you go. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. There you go. So they it's, carry but those something. Those are stray cats. Well, again, what's the difference? Stray cat strut. I mean, I, I heard it myself. Right. <laughs> you got you got your cats outside. Bumps into a stray cat, and then next thing you know, whatever the stray cat got, your cat got now all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, there you go. Is I know when really my parents taking a weird turn. My parents had a cat when they were uh, first together, and then when my mom became pregnant with me, and they started setting up the nursery. The cat went into the crib and like ripped apart everything that was in like the mats yeah. and everything, and go. was like going outside of her litter box, like around the crib, like clearly she knew something was amiss. Territory, yeah. So they had to get rid of her. I'm becoming number two Before here, and this is no good. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, it's because cats can eat infected rodents, birds, and other small animals, and then the parasite is passed in the cat's feces. And kittens and cats can shed millions of parasites in their feces oh for as long as Ugh. three weeks after Boy, you infection. Have really taking this show in a different direction. <laughs> Come on, Peggy. <laughs> to the crapper. I mean, we were talking about. We were talking we're about having a nice receiver. Friday. How did we get to cats? Uh, I don't know. See, this is what happens. This is what happens. I I'm know. sorry. Yurko said something about the cats eating baby souls. Baby's breath. Breath. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Close they enough. Suck the breath out of them. That's, That's what, what they do. Thing. That's what it was. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, more talking about the NFL free agency and what the Bears should or should not do. More of that coming up here on ESPN 1000. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Listen to us on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, or the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Peggy, filling in for Carmen Hi. with Yurko today. Hey, and, Peggy. And we are learning so much about each other we these are. last two days. Well, that's what it's all about. Right? And not only that, we're learning uh, about each other, but our audience is learning about us also. Absolutely. This is what we want. Our fans that are sitting there listening and trying to understand and scratching their heads and Twitcher, trying to figure out exactly what we're all about. Our, our Twitchers are all uh, the, leaning in with their cat and dog stories and who has a cat and who has a dog. And don't forget, you can watch us on Twitch today and every day. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Um, I told you about this before uh, the show today that I find the compensatory picks interesting that the NFL hands out because there's so many now. At the end of those middle rounds? Yeah, for everything, really. Everything. Yeah. So the Bears now have nine picks. They picked up a compensatory pick for hiring Ryan Poles. Right. As part of the minority project of um, hiring minorities, giving right. minorities chances in front office and coaching positions. Sure. Um, so they got a third round pick. I feel like that's a, a third round pick is a good pick. Yeah, you're picking at the end of the third round. So you're looking at 32, 32, 32 normally which is 96, so after that, it's 97th pick and on. What it does do is devalue the fourth-round picks because what I, I don't know how, exactly how many picks are there. Point. But if I had to guess, there's probably between 8 and 16 compensatory picks because of the hiring 
um, principles that they put into place. Right. So if I had to look at the end of the third round to see exactly what it's going to look like, I have a feeling it's a litany of picks at the end of third round this year. With Kansas City maybe being be. one of those oh, teams. Kansas yeah, City is. It's got like seven picks because of everybody that's left there. The 49ers went from four draft picks this year to 11 when the compensatory maybe picks the 49ers, were awarded. Yeah, maybe it's 49ers the 49ers. 49ers have 11 did. now, seven compensatory picks, including three extra third-round picks for developing minority candidates into uh, head coaches or GMs. So they had Robert Sala, who went to the Jets. Right. Mike McDaniel. To the right. Dolphins. Right. Demeco Ryans to the Texans. Right. Uh, Martin Mayhew to okay. Washington. Sure. And Ron Carthen to the Titans. That's six right there that you just talked about. Six picks. That's amazing. Not all of them third rounders, though. So three of them are third no, rounders three, and the rest. They put a value on it, right. I guess. Yes. Um, and then you also get compensatory picks based on salary, playing time, and postseason honors. If you lose more or better compensatory free agents than you acquired in the previous year. You get more. So that like you're getting players that you're getting a pick for a player that you lost in free agency. Right. So the more chances you get to make picks, the big, uh, the better chance you have on finding players. And they're going to be yeah. busts no matter what you do. You pick 11 guys. Guess That's what? Amazing. Five of those guys are probably not going to work out for you. And six of the guys are going to work out on you. Right. For you, right. So that's what you're looking for. You're just increasing your odds. You're looking. Exactly. You're looking at. And the ones at the end of the third round are obviously much more valuable than the ones you're going to get at the end of the seventh round. Right. So the more third rounders you get, the better chance it is in the top 120 players that you're going to find yourself somebody that can do something. So if. Ryan Pohl's assistant GM, Ian Cunningham, who was doing interviews for jobs this year, uh, did not get hired by any other team. If he had gotten hired, the Bears would have gotten a compensatory pick next year for his being hired away by another team. Do you think they get a compensatory pick for hiring Kevin Warren as team president? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, but uh, maybe we'll find like out I next year that the team president, did Kevin not Warren, realize. results in a third-round choice. Texans had to forfeit uh, a fifth-round pick this year, and they were fined $175,000 for a salary cap reporting violation involving Deshaun Watson. Do you know what happened? No, not exactly what happened. So they provided Watson compensation in the form of a membership at an alternative facility for him to work out in in 2020. So it was during the pandemic. They paid over $26,000 so he could have his Jeez. own facility to work out at. Wow. And they did not report, report that, that as income. Yeah. Right. Or as, as a benefit. their salary cap. Yeah. Exactly. So they would have to report that as a right. benefit. Yes. I didn't know. I like thought that bonus. things like Almost that like happen all the time. No, like a bonus. So they provide everything for everybody at the facility. So if they were, if they if there's a private area that they do this at and they provide it for all team members, then that's just part of what they do in their program. But if they provide it for one only, right. then they have to count that as that's what we did for him individually. So like the Bears provide three meals a day for all the players. Everybody. Yeah, and it's office people, everybody. They don't have to report that as a no, benefit. no. But the Arizona Cardinals do not provide meals. They actually oh, they charge. They charge yeah. players. They charge. Uh, they provide meals, but they charge them. They take for it the out meals. of their yeah. like they have an account. Yeah, their paycheck. They'll slide their card, and it'll go straight out of their paycheck. Yeah, that is crazy. Al, that's old school. Bill Bidwell. That's what you get. Wow. And now I know Bill Bidwell may no longer be with us, but his kids run the 
They still run the Arizona Cardinals, but that's the way they've always done business. They haven't gotten to the modern day that's, portion that's, of what the NFL is all about. First time I ever got meals was Jacksonville. We didn't have nothing like that in Green Bay. They have it now in Green Bay. Yeah. But yeah, you know, when I played in the league, there were still ashtrays welded on to all the lockers. Oh, my gosh. 1991, Green Bay Packer locker room. Brian Noble and Rich Moran are out there smoking. I remember smoking. Steve McMichael the, the, in the Packers yeah. locker room was oh, smoking. Yeah. Puffing up. Yep. Yeah, making it happen. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's the way it was. Let's go out to Oak Forest. Uh, Joe's been hanging on. Hi, Joe. You're in with uh, Peggy and Yurko. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's going on? So um, I actually do have the, uh, a question and then something about the cats you guys brought up. So Yurko brought up the they steal your breath, and that's different from what you guys looked up because I grew up with cats, and... My mom was a cat lady, and my dad hated them. But the thing is with cats, when a child is is getting fed breast milk, they have residue of the breast milk on their lips. So the cats will come up and smother them with their face, and they're trying to lick their their lips and stuff like that. And that's why they say that they steal their breath. Oh, my God! Yeah, it's crazy. So they'll hop, is... they'll hop in the crib with them, and then they'll start to lick their lick their little lips, and then they smother the babies. But oh they, that's when they say they steal their breath. Yeah, it's crazy. That's so, horrible. Yeah, it is. It is. It's insane. But um, so uh, the other, uh, my main question was about OBJ. Um, I know that he is uh, holding a workout Friday in Arizona. Right. Um, I haven't heard anything about the Bears looking at him. I do know that the Bears do need a veteran wide receiver presence in the room just to teach some of these younger guys how to uh, deal with, I mean, being around a, a scrambling quarterback to, to break their routes off, to make a cut back, uh, to, I mean, just to, to, to always look back at your quarterback because this guy, I mean, Justin Fields is electric. Right, to be able so to provide him opportunities and outlets in broken play situations. Exactly. So I didn't know if you guys thought that he might be a possibility for us because I'm not looking at, uh, like, Hopkins or, like, Mike Evans because they've been so injured. And I'm not saying that OBJ hasn't been injured, but he's coming off of, like, a he was off for, what, a year and a half? Two ACLs, yeah. So I mean, I feel like he might be a little bit more ready to go back there, but I mean, it's I mean, it's it's up in the air. It's like almost like is the guy you'd have to see him at his workout. Do you guys think that that's a possibility that we would go after him? I don't think he would want to really come here because we're a cold weather right. uh, state, and he wants to be like Mister Flash. And yeah, he wants to be warmer. Do his thing. Yeah. So I, I mean, what, what do you guys think about that? I I don't see this being a fit for either Beckham or for the Bears. That's what I believe. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's fit for either. They weren't even listed as one of the teams right. that were in attendance today for yes. OBJ's workouts. So This Uh-oh. is breaking news. Breaking news. Chicago's home for sports. We got to get serious. ESPN 1000. Now, this is only breaking news, I think, because you guys were talking about it a little bit earlier on. But uh, the Dolphins have informed Tua Tungavailoa that they are picking up his fifth-year option. Okay. He will be guaranteed $23.2 million for the 2024 season. I know you guys were talking about the possibility of Tom Brady going to Miami. This allows, obviously, this means that the Dolphins are committed to Tua for the next two years. Wow. Right. And that year becomes uh, guaranteed, right? The minute they pick it up, the yeah. fifth year is guaranteed. And for how much? 
$23.4 million. 20, again, at that point, in year five, because it's year three, right? In year four, year five, the cap will probably go to 236. It'll probably be almost close to 250 in two years. The average price or the going price for a quarterback will be $50 million a year at that point. Because it's 20% of whatever the salary cap is. So usually it'll be $50 million a year. So you've got a starting quarterback in your league at $23 million, and you'd be negotiating with him on a contract that would have a greater value if you believe he's that quarterback, if he's that guy for the Miami Dolphins. That's when you start negotiating a, a long-term deal with Tua Taia, Tungalova, whatever you want to call it. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga yes. That's when you start negotiating that deal. I... Again, I worry about his concussions. I was just going to say They've the same thing. It. It's only $23 million. On but a, still, that's... On a cap that's going to be $250 million, it's less than 10%. Um, I think it's a workable number, you know, considering the Packers are looking at about $40 million in dead money going into this year, which counts for zero players, counts for a player that's not on your roster. At that point, I think what they're doing is learning the lesson of Daniel Jones learning the lesson of, okay, if you plan on keeping your quarterback and you don't pick up the fifth-year option, it gets pretty damn expensive. And that's what happened for the New York Giants. So I think what they're going to do is we'll guarantee that $23 million. If he ends up playing those four or five years and that's all he ends up, the average price of that contract over the five years wouldn't really be that much. And if they decide they go away from Tunga Viola, then that's fine after that fifth year. He's got to prove that he can stay healthy and not be concussed. And so Teddy Bridgewater is their backup then? Well, I believe that Garoppolo should be their backup, but that's something they got to do. This will be interesting now to see where Garoppolo ends up going. So, all right, thank you for that breaking news. Well, now we got some serious stuff here. Uh, we'll continue with our talk about cats, babies, and bears. <laughs> and free agents, oh my. Don't lick my lips, I'll tell you that for sure. Oh, Lord, this is Carvin and Yurko Peggy on ESPN 1000. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend, Yurko. It, it is. Some good Irish music here, huh? Is, <laughs> is this uh, a big weekend for you? No. On the drink fest? No. Maybe 30 years ago. No, yeah. I, we used to have fun on St. Patty's Day, go to the Southside Irish Parade. My buddy used to have a bar down there, Sean's Rhino Bar. We used to go out there, hang out a little bit, and have some fun. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah. you know, hey, I'll go out. We'll have some Irish car bombs. We'll have some fun. We'll have a good time. What's an Irish car bomb? Uh, I, I believe it's Bailey's, Jameson's, and Guinness. Ooh. So Ooh. you put that combination together, and then you drop the shot drop glass in, the in there, yeah, and smooth. then you wolf yeah. it down. I yeah. didn't know that's smooth. what that was called. I love car bombs. Really? Drink. You've got to drink yeah. the Baileys before the Baileys Easy starts adult. to curdle. Yeah, I got to specify. I love the drink. Yeah, car bombs. Right, guys. You got to. You got to. When, when the Baileys starts to curdle, you need yeah, to get yeah. it in your belly before it curdles. So Peggy, it's you one of those drinks down. you can't sip on it. Right. No, you, you have to go. Well, it's okay. go time. Once you it's drop, you go. It I think someone needs to bring it it's for, for Dion and best. me tomorrow. Oh, you guys should yeah. do it. You guys should you do it. Should do I've yeah. never Absolutely. done one. I don't Absolutely. even... Yeah. It's fun. I, I'm not really a beer drinker, so a, I don't know. You need a pint glass. Okay. And you need a shot glass. Okay. So you fill, it half, half, fill the pint glass about halfway up with Guinness. Yeah. And then Ooh, you need... Isn't that like really thick? Half a shot of Bailey's. Oh, yeah. Half a shot of Jameson. Okay. Into one glass. 
Drop it in, chug. And, and you you it. need a real shot glass because you need it to be glass. It sink. Needs to sink. Yeah. Okay. And then allow it to can't mix. Be, you yeah. can't drink that all day, though, right? No, you have like one per bar, usually one or two yeah. per bar. Like if you're bar hopping, yeah. you do like one or two per bar while you're nursing a green beer. I've got a key for you. Oh. I got a key for All you. Right. Keys to St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I was out with the Bambage Brothers one time. We we're at Bullpen. The Bambages. The Rudy and Pete. And we did 177 Irish car bombs. What? 177 Irish car bombs. A group of us. Oh, Not one. the group. Right, a group. After the first 10, I had to relieve myself, as one would normally have to do after having 10 Irish car bombs. Yeah. Nobody was in said bathroom at the time. So I just put a finger in the throat and, and hurled those 10 out. Locked on notch. They came out with magic and ferocity. Okay? Oh, Lord. They came out with ferocity. <laughs> Dare I say the way they taste, they're better tasting. They, they taste better coming out than they did in. That's how bad they are if you've never had one. No, I haven't. That allowed me then to go on and do seven more. So of the oh, 177. Lord. I drank 17, but I purged 10 and drank the other seven. You purged 10. I purged 10. So, so if you're before out there they could boozing, actually hit you right, in your before, bloodstream. Before they, they penetrated the bloodstream, before they did, I purged them and then did another seven. They're so good, though. I might do one at home tomorrow just and give like a small one to the baby. Just maybe she'll stop crying for a little I bit. I love this. One of our Twitchers is like, does this lady live under a rock? You don't know what Irish car bomb is. The number is. of times she has said, what? I have what? no idea yeah. what is this. The last two days is laughable. I mean, I have seven brothers, and I, I've been working the last 30 years. So, you know, it's not like I was... Car bombs are just not anything I ever did. I'm sure if some of our fine listeners are out tomorrow here in the city watching the river dyed green, that yeah. they can supply you and Dion Please with do. a couple car bombs here to 190 North State Street, right across from the beautiful Chicago Theater. Yes. And make sure you, you guys take the shots and the drinks on the air. Yeah, that, we need that's, the video. I want to watch this. I yeah. think that that would be great tomorrow. Uh, capture it forever. Uh, It'll be captured forever. It, it's smooth. It's a smooth drink. Silky. Some yeah, 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 it silky. goes down easy. It's just, mm. if you're going for 17 like Yurko, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a problem. But if you go for one, I think you'll be yeah, fine. You get caught up in the momentum of yes. it all. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know what the, the, the shots are that the guys are doing or the movies that you guys watch, that makes me uh, a lady that lives under a rock. Well, that's what they say. Plus, you've been a, uh, you've been a mom. You've been a, a family yes, person. Yes, I raised my which children. Which doesn't allow you the, the ability to go out and freelance a little bit every once right. in a while. Thank I think you. here's the, the difference. You're an adult. Thank yeah. you. We're, we're not we're necessarily trying. adults, <laughs> especially no. the three of us. Yeah, yeah. we're not. Yeah. yeah I mean. I'm trying to find ways to get out like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, I, gotta, I might have to sneak out and go pick up dinner for a long period right? of time. Yeah. To go. Well, to you go won't out. be able to get back anywhere because no. the parade. So oh, you yeah. can always yeah. say that the streets ah, were closed. I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah. Ever since my emancipation, I've had a little bit more freedom <laughs> to go out and and do things so and, and and to become somewhat careless and then just make the phone call uh, i need to be picked up fellas yeah yeah <laughs> let's go out to arlington heights hi julie hi peggy how are you i'm doing well how are you good you have a cat i don't have a cat but i have toxo from a cat so just call and let you guys know it's what? real it's legit yeah i do my mom caught Toxo when she was pregnant with me, and my eyes happened to be forming at that time. 
So from that, I um, am legally blind. So no, I'm serious. So if you are pregnant, don't change the litter box of your cat. Oh boy, that is unbelievable, Julie. Yeah, and she was baby. We were they, my parents were um, babysitting my grandparents' cat, so they didn't even own a cat. They were doing them a favor, and that's what you can get it from. You can also get it from, I think, raw meat, but cats are the primary. Wow. And then Paxo stays dormant in your system, kind of like chicken pox, so it can reactivate. Wow. That is really yeah. something. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but thank you for calling in, informing us, and it's educating real. us that it's it is real. real. Wow. Oh, that Polly was Walnuts. Who would have known? Polly Walnuts knew what the hell he was talking about. Right? I honestly thought that you would, like, I, I thought that you were kidding when you said that. Wow. All right, let's go, go back to our free agent talk and OBJ, who's having his workout today for teams, NFL teams interested in signing the former first round wide receiver. Uh, seven bridges we go. McRobert is on oh, the day before. An Irishman. It's an Irishman. McRobert. Hello, McRobert. How are you? Hey, you listen to us now. Not the radio. Yeah, I'm always listening. Oh, so, what's you know, going on? Like I got a new routine going. I'm always listening, but I can't call as much as I used to. But anyways, Peggy, I don't know too much about you, but you always got me laughing. Thank you. But that one caller called about Odell and said that, you know, he feels like he can rebound pretty well off injury or whatever, and some people do. But I feel like he's been the most hurt player of all the receivers that are maybe coming in. And I wanted to ask Yurko then, out of Hopkins, Evans, and uh, Odell, who do you think is the most durable slash who would you maybe take? And I know you said you wanted to draft a receiver. Yeah, I do. I wanted the Bears to get Jamison Williams last year. I know he was out last year, but, you know, oh, well. I think think of the three, who would I want the most? I'd go Hopkins, Evans, Odell Beckham Jr. And, again, I don't think it's fit-fit for the Bears with OBJ. But uh, Hopkins, then I would go to um, Mike Evans. If that's the question, Mike Evans was the third guy we were talking about. Those are the two and OBJ third, only um, because I don't think OBJ is a fit fit for either party. Wow. But I, I'm, that's not my focus. I'm more of the draft. But if I, I, I'm I'm pushed against it and I got a chance to get one, I'd, I'd take DeAndre Hopkins. I would want DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the whole idea, obviously, is they need to find the next great. There's so many young receivers now. Last year, I was reading before the draft how how much it has changed at the high school and college level with the how they are able to train the wide receivers and prepare them, make them NFL ready. It's unbelievable. And it's a lot of it is because of YouTube. Every coach is able to put all of his drills and workouts on YouTube. So now players are doing that, and there's even a lack of defensive backs now because everybody wants to you got your speedy, your fast, wide receiver. I think everybody starts as a wide receiver, then when you can't catch the ball, you become a defensive back. Yeah. That's the way it's always worked. Yeah. So yeah, all those guys that want to be wide receivers, they still if they got hands of stone, they end up as defensive backs. But don't you think they're coming in more NFL-ready than ever before the well, last I mean, couple of years? I, yeah, I believe that is true, and it's the videos are available. It's still about doing, and it's still about getting out there. Um, I also think the rules changes over the course of time have allowed wide receivers an easier time to make an impact in the NFL and made life more difficult for defensive backs. Yes. Yeah, the rules yes. change. Yes, you're yeah. right about that. There's not, there hasn't it been is. a rule 
put in effect in the last 30 years that has benefited the defense? Nope. Not one. Not one. No, you're exactly right about that. Yep. Well, all right. So uh, we'll have more to talk about that. I also want to talk to you about uh, slap fighting. Do you know slap, slap fighting? Slap fighting. I've seen it. You have? I've seen videos of people standing there. Yes. And one person gets a whack and then the other person gets a whack. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've seen it. It's coming to a TV near you yeah. uh, on a regular basis, a league for slapping. Slap fighting league. The slap, the slap fighting league. Yes. Yeah, the SFL. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Not to be confused I've with the USFL. There's, there's like a big dude that's burly that yes. when he gets hit, nothing happens. But the whole face. And then when he hits the other guy. That guy becomes decimated. Yes, that's what I want to talk about. Then I saw one guy's face that was so swollen like a balloon. Yes, oh my God. and he stayed there, standing up with it. Yeah, we'll talk about slap fighting, not to be confused with bitch slapping. Next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko. I'm Peggy Kaczynski filling in probably the last day ever here on ESPN 1000 with Yurk. You're on the precipice. <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm well, if you like it, you can tune in for more on yeah. Saturday mornings from 11 to 1 with Peggy and Dion every Saturday here on ESPN 1000. Coming up next, it's Waddle and Sylvie. And then we have Northwestern basketball against Penn State in the Big Ten tournament coming up at 515. And then it's the odds couple and Shay will be sitting in uh, for Carmen. So you have seen this slap fighting. I have. Yes, uh, this most of it's all on, on like Twitter or this yes. or that. That's it's available. So on. Dana White now is bringing the Power Slap League. Oh boy! Um, and if you, if, for those of you who haven't seen it, there's this viral video of an Eastern European guy that just continues to compete, and half of his face is just swollen. It's like doing a the Scotty Pippen. It's yeah. just swelling up. Like crazy. And you just basically There's stand there yeah. and you take a slap. And you smack smack each other. One slap. And then the other guy gets a slap. How, so, somebody submits or somebody gets knocked to the bejesus. So who wins? The guy Whoever that doesn't get standing. a concussion first. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, whoever doesn't die is a good one to do, too. Oh, my gosh. That is, that's, I had never heard of that before. Are you a big fan of it? I, fighting? No, I think it looks pretty stupid. Yeah, it does look stupid. Uh, I told you that Odds Couple is coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. Let's bring in Mike North. Mikey, how are you? What's up, Doug? What's going on, York? How are you doing, Mike? Doing good. Just getting ready. Already digging out. I couldn't cover with Purdue. You know, just, uh. An early start today. Basketball's been great. We've had about 150,000 games the last two days. Oh. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I got a special game. We've been on fire with the bonus pick. Uh, we got the uh, Connecticut. I mean, excuse me. Yes, we got Connecticut versus uh, Marquette today. All right. Now, Marquette uh, is a number one seed, guys. And right. it's a 5 o'clock game. They're getting four points. It's a number one seed against a very hot UConn team. They've been playing... Good basketball. Uh, they, they play on neutral court, though. You don't know what's going to happen right now. The stats I have is overwhelmingly going with uh, the guys in Milwaukee. 
the Marquette Warriors getting four points. So uh, that would be the bonus pick of the day. And uh, I'm leaning at A&M against Arkansas uh, tonight also minus the one. So those are two plays I think everybody will like. Maybe you guys might put a few shekels on them. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I got A&M and I have Marquette. Mike, do you like the the Big Ten at all? We were just talking about that. After this tournament, do you expect to see them go very far in the tournament? You know what's funny, Peg? Everybody usually tries to predict things. They say the Big, you know, the Big Twelve is the toughest uh, conference, and and then you'll see the ACC or the Big Ten aren't as strong, and then you see the tournament last year. ACC was well represented in the final eight. So you know what? I don't buy into it. I think the Big Ten could come in and do some damage. It doesn't look promising, you know, uh, from what the the early returns are. The better teams seem to be in other conferences, but I think they can make a little bit of noise. Uh, Purdue seems to be the uh, the hope today. They played a tough Rutgers team. I like their ball club, too. They won 18 games this year. So uh, it wasn't easy. It was competitive. Uh, Purdue's got Edie. I wish they had a little bit more surrounding him, but it was good to get that first win out of the way. All right, Mike. Bye, Mikey. Thanks. Thank you. The Thanks, Odds guys. Couple is Take coming care. up later on tonight, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. It's a, the Odds Couple with Mike North and Shay sitting in for Carmen right. as well. The game's at Madison Square Garden. Marquette against UConn. On February 7th, they played. Uh, UConn was at home. They won 87-72. to Marquette on January 11th won 82-76. to so those are the last two games the teams have played against each other. This game, Madison Square Garden, a little bit closer to UConn than it is the Marquette. I expect the UConn fans would travel a little bit better. So just something to take a look at. Why Marquette is probably a four-point dog in this one because they're playing out close to them. Marquette twenty-six and six this year. UConn twenty-five and seven. You're getting ready to take your sticks on a little trip next week. Yep. Okay. Did you see what happened to Aaron Wise? No, Aaron Wise, the golfer. Yeah, at the Tour Championship. I have not seen what happened to Aaron Wise. What happened? 18th tee yesterday, pulled a little uh, tin cup action. So 18th hole's uh, a little dog leg left. No, 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 no. 17th hole. The 17th hole is the part three. Oh, no, 18th, yeah. 18th is the 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 dog dog leg leg. left. Yeah, it's got the water on the left-hand side. He was two over par. He finished at eight over. Because he put three straight balls in the water. In the drink to the left. Three to the left. So he pulled three left. straight, yep. yeah. Three straight. I mean, that is human. Yes, that's one, three, five. So you're hitting seven off the tee. And I believe he ended up with a 10. Six over to yeah. finish at eight over. Yeah. yeah. And then he overcorrected on the fourth attempt and went far, so right, far right into the yeah. straw. Yeah. And that happens there. Uh, of course. It's easy with those guys, the way they hit the ball, even though they've lengthened that hole over the course of the years, that you don't want to mess with the water on the left. So if you hit it to the right just a little bit, it ends up going through the fairway yeah. into the pine straw. Oh, my gosh. I played that course 15 times. Uh, I love it. You played Medina 15 times. Yeah. I've played that course 15 nice. times. Nice. Hey, we I have a pair it. of tickets to the 25th anniversary party coming up on March 24th at House of Blues. Adam has the trivia question. Adam, what is our question for the tickets? Oh, well, it's going to be a great party. It's going to be the best party of the year, the biggest and best party of the year on March 24th for the 25th anniversary. Tons of people scheduled to appear. Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, Mark Jean Greco, Eddie Olchek, Jordan and Shea. 
Bay Cornets, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Luke Canales, Fred Huber, and don't forget Ray Flores will also be there. Ooh. And the reunion. Ray will be there. The reunion wow. of, Name on the marquee. I know. The reunion of Mac Yurko and Harry. But today's trivia there. question is, speaking of Mac Yurko and Harry, you guys have gotten you've gotten to know Yurko this yeah. past year during the uh, the Bears season for post-game shows and a little more these past few days. I o- have. Award-winning post-game Yurko shows. Yurko used to say words that were sometimes made up or believed to be made up, and we would take those words and put them into something, a fictitious thing that we called this when Yurko would say those words. He'd come up with his own words sometimes. He would use words that were real, that were believed to not be real, but they were actual words, and we would use them. First correct caller, 312-332-3776. You are just a fountain of information. I shock myself sometimes. Today, truly, and it's not the Yurkopedia, but today you were a Yurkopedia. I'm an old man. I know things. That's what happens when you get old. You you collect knowledge over the course of years. Old people know things. Just the way it is. I'm sorry. I don't apologize for being old and being uh, and, and retaining information. I think that's the greatest gift anybody can have. Retain information. So as you get older, are you going to be one of those crossword puzzle people to keep your brain? I like like Sudoku. Oh, you do? Yeah, I like Sudoku when I go, the numbers, numbers are challenging. Numbers keep the mind right. I'm already a linguist. I'm already a guy that likes words. (laughs) You know, I'm already a guy that, you know, I used to read the thesaurus for fun. Just to find out what different words were. Yeah. Yeah. I loved my vocabulary. When I was a kid, I loved vocabulary. I remember makeshift. I never knew what makeshift was. And there it was, one of my 20 vocabulary words for the week. Makeshift. My basketball team in seventh and eighth grade, I'll never forget Mr. Lennon. Uh, Maureen played basketball with us. When he was driving us, he would say, okay, open the dictionary, and you had to just... Like, wow. blankly open any page and point your finger to something and learn a new word. And right. he would have us learn a new word whenever we were in his car. I like word searches, too. Finding words in a bunch of different letters yeah. keeps your mind sharp, I believe. That's what it does. So let's get a winner here. All what right. do you think, Peg? Who do we have? I think we have Brian... Euclea. Euclea of Plainfield Euclea. Uh, is our winner. And the answer is... The Yorkshire. Right. The Yorkshire is exactly what it is, 100%. All right. Um, hey, thanks to uh, Chris Black and Adam Abdallah, our um, policing the show today. Yeah, in <laughs> essence, that's what they, they, they were doing. They did have to police the they show. They were the guardians of the galaxy. They I were the guardians of the show. For, you don't apologize. Do we have crosstalk coming up? We do have crosstalk Yay. coming up. All right. Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. But first, Peggy? With the final word? Oh, that's a little bit scary. Oh, oh I know what's coming up. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Somebody's going to be blank slapped. <laughs> Brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. But we have red tide right now, oh, so a lot no. of dead fish. A lot of dead fish. Keep your personal business out and, of this. <laughs> Might be old. It's not dead, you're Well, I'm no ta- <laughs> I know Tampa. 